Hello, Intrigues. You're listening to Philosophical Fools, and it's me, Liz. So welcome back to TV Talks. We are on our fourth episode. Uh, let's see. So this week, or last week, I told you I was going to catch up on a few things, so let's go ahead and get that done. Um, I've caught up with The Last of Us, with the exception of the latest episode. I, it's weird because when I first started watching it, and again, this is on HBO, I was really into it, but now I'm finding, like, it's kind of drug out. Um, I'm finding myself not being as interested and more like, okay, what's happening in this episode? Why is it taking so long to get to this point or whatever? But we'll see what happens when I actually finish. And again, this is comes out every week, so it's not like something I can watch the whole thing. But, I mean, it has a good storyline. And it is fun to see different ideas of the apocalypse or afterwards. And again, this is 20 years after the world has changed. So it's kind of like things are established and they're trying to find the cure. And I think the girl is the cure. So sorry if that was a spoiler alert, but um, it is a fun watch, but it's not something that I'm sitting here waiting every week like, oh, I gotta see the next, I gotta see the next. So I did finish La Revolution, which is also, oddly, another zombie virus type of show, except it's something that's already happened in the past, and that's dealing with the French Revolution. It is a French... Um, Netflix original, but they dubbed it in English, so that's how I've been watching it. I thought it was really well done. Um, it's just an idea someone had about what caused the re- revolution and what led to it, and just adding the twist. It's kind of like the um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Like, it's something that's already happened, and it was just another idea of what if this was part of it. Um, it was really interesting. I did like that one. So that's a fun watch. Again, it's not really historically accurate. It's just creating a fandom type of uh, show. So I would recommend watching it and checking it out. And then I watched the latest season of You. I have watched all of You and I cannot believe the things that they do on this show. If you have not watched it because you don't want to watch something that's like the clout is watching, you should watch it. Um, This show puts things into perspective about just paying attention to your environment. Um, The main character, Joe, is really creepy, and but yet he you wouldn't know that. It's just we think he is because we're seeing the other side of it. We're seeing from his perspective versus just the the prey quote-unquote perspective but it does make you more leery like about situations and things how what you would typically think coincidental or coincidental are not really coincidental because he set it up to be where that would happen um the first season was kind of like oh my god and you start thinking of people that you know that would be like him uh, the second season was even more crazy because you're like, oh my god, he met his match. 
the third season added a whole nother level because not only did it meet his match, but there are two of them. And then this latest season, season four, they did it in two parts, but now the whole se season is out, so you can watch from episode one all the way through. I, the first part, when it ended, you're like, I knew it, like, because most people that watch these shows, you try to figure out who's behind whatever, and they have you believe in a certain thing, and when you watch the second part, you're just, like, literally jaw drop, like, no. And I can't wait to see where they go with the next season, if there's, is going to be a next season, which I hope, because I'm a big Pin Badgley, like, um, fan. And I just find it interesting how in this series he is portraying the same type of character that he is whenever you see him, you know, the into the books and literature and all that. But, yeah, if you have not caught up yet or haven't even watched it, I'm telling you, it's for people that like crime documentaries and like mystery, mystery and drama, and they did a really good job with this series, and this latest season will just make your your jaw drop um and it also makes you think of people that you might have thought were like him and starts to come to a different understanding like wow they need help there's something else going on there so yes that was really good um and i'm glad that i finished that up but now i'm waiting for the next season which will be another year on top of that, and that's streaming on Netflix, that's a Netflix original, that's you, and La Revolution is also on Netflix. And on Netflix, I've been re-watching The New Girl because they're going to be taking it off. The New Girl is one of my, like, comfort shows, and it's just short episodes, and they're funny, and I like all the characters. Like, I don't think there's one character that I dislike in that show. Even their special guests, like, add to it, and... So that's just a fun, like, feel-good show. That's my, I'm not doing anything right now, just want to chill. And that's streaming on Netflix, but for a very short period of time, because they're about to take it off. So that's sad to see that go from the Netflix family. Then I also rewatched. um, well, we'll go ahead and just finish up on Netflix. I started the second season of Shadow and Bone. The first season was really good. I like, I love anything fantasy, magical, anything to do with that. And they've taken this kind of like a journey dealing with magic. But I, I, it's, I can't even really remember the first season now because I've been watching the second season. And then I'm like, uh, fourth episode in on the second season. And I like how the people we think are bad are kind of not so bad. And they're adding that other layer of, oh, now I understand why they're this way. And Shadow and Bone is a fun magic journey. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be set in a period of time. It's just kind of a, a mix of things. Kind of like how Game of Thrones was. It wasn't really set. It's set in a fantasy time period. That's a good way of putting it. And it's a lot of fun to watch. That's a show that I actually have to watch, so it's not like it's on in the background. That's why I'm going a little slower with it, because sometimes I need to be mentally prepared for it to understand where the story's going and where we just came from. So that's streaming on Netflix as well. So we'll go into Hulu. Okay, I watched this movie. It's called Serena. It has Jennifer Lawrence. And the description to me was not <laughs> what I watched. 
Um, and I feel like it was a waste of time. I do not recommend if you have watched it. I don't know if you feel the same way I did, but it. I understand what they were trying to do with it. I did not like the portrayal of it. And I also did not like how what I read and thought I was going to watch is not what I watched. That really upset me. And the idea of her, now this is a spoiler alert, she has some kind of mental condition which you kind of start to put together. And they do a good job at kind of hiding it. But her husband, there's a point where he like turns on her and tries to kill her and that kind of just makes me mad. But... I would not really recommend there's not really sustenance to it there's not really there's to me watching it was like just watching people on a screen like walking around it, there was no there was nothing for me to hold on to and of course in the beginning I was into it because I liked the actors and it was like okay they're just setting up the story but yet the story the setting up of the story never really ended it just kept and you're like, where's the main point? And then the main point that you think is, okay, we're getting into this, ends in a very short amount of time. And I felt like the description was not enough, or was wrong for the amount that you were given. So I wouldn't recommend that. That's on Hulu. You could check it out to see if you agree or disagree. Again, I just watched it because it had an actress that I liked in it. And on Hulu, I also rewatched The Hunger Games. And every time I watch that, I come to like different conclusions. And this time around, my main one was like, how messed up is it that. Now I can't remember her character name. Yeah, The Girl on Fire. I can't remember her character name now. I'm literally having like a brain fart. Here, but her and PETA are pretending to be in a relationship so that they can advance ahead and everything. Got it, okay? But they, but she knows and the whole world knows that PETA actually does care for her and she's pretending. But I'm sorry, when you've gone through a point of fighting for your life together, there is a bond that is created there. So... Everyone else outside should know that feelings would start to grow between her and him anyways. What I found messed up is the boyfriend, Gail. He's just there watching them and he knows this pretend is probably what he tells himself every night. And it's like they both come to this point in the in the series, like in the third one, definitely, that there's more than just pretend. But neither of them are going to say, you know, we're we're done. And that irritates me because it's like she's denying her feelings and Gail is denying a reality, but yet not. And he's trying to make her feel guilty for having those feelings. And then that's that whole phrase of him saying he should have took PETA's place. And PETA was like, no, because she needed someone to take care of her family, which is true. And it's like, you could have, but you didn't, Gail. So, yeah. And if I was her, I would have just been like you know and you really like someone and you want to go after that so you would just have she already was facing the whole world and all the districts and all of Pan Am how come she couldn't face one person to tell him that that I appreciate everything you've done but I'm not in love with you I'm in love with PETA for real 
So, I don't know, that was my thing. I guess I, I dwelled, like, I focused on the relationship part. And then the other part of it was Katniss. That's her name. Katniss just came to me. The other part of it was the first and second, she does all this action and stuff. I know that she was now becoming part of the representation of being the Mockingjay in the third and fourth. And if you guys have not watched this, I'm sorry. I'm spoiling it at all. Um, but every time that she came to having to face something big, she somehow got knocked unconscious. And it's weird that every time she went unconscious, she was picked up by people on her team. And... I'm like, but she never really gets to do action. She instead gets hurt and goes unconscious and doesn't really do anything. And that's frustrating to me because we built up this type of hero and now our hero isn't getting to do anything heroic until the very last scene of, of part two. But that's my rant about that. I just noticed some things that frustrated me. But anyways, so I rewatched that, and on the last thing, which you'll hear in one of our in one of our regular podcasts, we talk about this because we've all watched it at this point. The Puss in Boots Last Wish on Peacock. That was such a good movie. For what it is, like I was really like, this is just gonna be another like Shrek. But it blew my mind. It was done so well. The characters were each written so good. And their lines were wonderful. And the story was great. And I just couldn't believe it. Um, If you have not watched it, that is a highly, highly recommended movie. I know it's starting to go viral. People are talking about it more. But I recommend watching that movie. You can watch it just adults. It was just me and my husband that watched it. And we were... Like, he stayed awake, which I didn't think was going to happen. And, you know, he, we, were, we talked about it for days. And we talked to everybody we know about it. And it's just amazing. It was done very well. And I, I loved it. So I definitely recommend watching it again. That's Puss in Boots, The Last Wish on Peacock. All right, now um, that ends my TV talk for this week in review. Next week, you have to look forward to um, some shows and movies that are coming out that I'm going to discuss and talk about that I'm excited to see and about, you know, controversy surrounding some of them possibly. And then I've watched some movies that are a little older that I just finally watched and I kind of don't agree with critics on when they first came out. So that'll be fun. It'll be different than what you heard. Hopefully you're enjoying listening to these. I hope I'm giving you enough information about them um, to either intrigue you to watch them or to deter you from watching them if I say I didn't like them. But you know what? Everybody has a different perspective and a different type of shows they like to watch. So that's why I try to put what they are. And I don't think I did that for this week. So you was like a mystery, drama, um, psychological, thriller... New Girl is a comedy. The Last of Us is definitely a drama apocalyptic. The Revolution is like, a, it's a French um, hypothetical drama historical show. Serena was supposed to be, I don't know. I, it's a drama, but I don't know what era. It's like in colonial or something. Like, 
it's during all the timber stuff. Um, the Hunger Games is just a fantasy world that's like a sci-fi, I guess. Sci-fi heroic. Uh, Shadow and Bone is a drama, fantasy, sci-fi show. And Puss in Boots is obviously an animation family show. So, hopefully that helped you. Keep listening to our regular podcast for all of our philosophical discussions. And Arnaldo started his YouTube channel that's called Pixel Anima. He does retro reviews. They're like two-minute shorts on retro games. And it's funny. He has some satire in there. So, it's more of like listening besides just watching because they're all games that you probably played before. It's just fun listening to his take and watching what he's done for his videos because he has actual gameplay of him playing them. So that's a little fun thing. Again, that's Pixel Anima Retro Reviews on YouTube. And you can follow us on Twitter at Philosophical Fools, Fools with a PH. And on Facebook, Philosophical Fools, that's Fools with a PH. And as always, you can send your comments, questions, topics, or anything about TV, TV reviews, things to watch, whatever, game reviews that you would like to see if, after you're watching and see if you didn't do any of them, to foolspodcast at gmail.com. That's P-H-O-O-L-S podcast at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, Intrigues. Take it easy.